Welcome to Conversations with Soul, a podcast with the intention to bring you back home to yourself. These Heart to Hearts are hosted by Miri and Liz, the co-owners of Soul Cleanse, a holistic health offering specializing in organic juice and whole food cleanse programs, plus so much more. With our guests, we will be diving into conversations about holistic health, spirituality, emotions, relationships, sustainability, plus other juicy topics that light us up. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Soul. I'm really excited today to be here with our in-house nutritionist, Robin Santos. So Robin's a clinical nutritionist and she's got a wealth of knowledge in all things health and wellness and she's such a vibrant, bubbly and beautiful person. So we're so happy to have you here today and also with us on the team. Oh, thank you, Mary. You know, I love coming into HQ and seeing everyone here at Seoul. So I'm very excited to chat about all things nutrition and health today. Yay, thanks. And I guess this is really an opportunity for us to get to know Robin a little bit more. You'll be seeing lots of her work and blogs and, and posts and she's really going to be infusing lots of her wisdom throughout Soul Clean. So this is a chance for you all just to get to know her a little bit more. And I just thought what we'd start with, because I feel like it was a bit of a learning curve for me, actually, what a nutritionist does, how much they know and how they work. So I just thought it was really fascinating, you know, the depth of knowledge that nutritionists really have and Mm. the extent of study that they've done and Mm. the scope of the practice. So I was just hoping you might share with us just so we can understand a bit more deeply you know, your background in terms of education and also a little bit of how nutritionists work and how they practice. Yeah, definitely. It's a real common misconception because it's not a protected term to be a nutritionist. Mm. So you can study a two-week course online or you can study a three to five-year bachelor degree and master's and still be called a nutritionist. Mm. So there's definitely lots of scope and different ways of practicing that you'll find different nutritionists have. Um, but the way I studied back in Perth in WA was through Endeavour College. Yeah. So very similar to a naturopathic consult where learnt to look at a person as a whole mm-hmm. and that's where we use the word holistic or clinical nutritionist. Yeah. It's sitting down with someone for an hour and a half for your first consult, mm-hmm. which flies by, feels like a long yeah. time to talk about yourself. But if you think about your life and your health, There's more than an hour's worth of conversation there Mm. in how you've been brought up, your background, the illnesses you may have had, the struggles you've overcome, what you like, what you don't like to have. There's so much to go through. So Mm. it's a beautiful conversation. And for the first time that someone comes, it's really nice for them to have an hour to talk about themselves. Yeah, I think naturally things come out that they've wanted to talk about for a long time or they might not have realised have impacted how they're presenting Mm. when they come to see you. Um, So, yeah, we start with that, but um, we're not limited to just talking, (laughs) although we love to do it, and not limited to just giving out a diet plan, which I think is what comes to mind. Yeah, I think that's what definitely my first thought was that nutritionists would just write you out a meal plan. Yeah, and it's definitely a good start. And if someone's looking for that, then that's how we will help them. Mm. But we're not limited to that. So we also do looking at our functional testing. 
So we can work with general practitioners and we can also order our own testing to investigate what's going on because the reason we're looking at your health in such a vast and the holistic space is so we can get to the root cause of what's going on. Mm. We don't want to band-aid and give you something for that symptom. We want to look at why it's happening and that's where we'll get testing involved. We'll look at lifestyle. We'll do prescriptive lifestyle medicine as well. So looking at how you sleep, how you're digesting your emotions, which we spoke about the other day, Um, looking at things that meditation, stress, they play such an important role Mm. and we can eat all the greens we want but if we're not addressing the other lifestyle aspects it's not going to come together as the full picture so that's the way we're practicing nutrition we also can use supplemental prescription medicines which are nutrient based Mm -hmm. and those are so we're hitting the recommended amount that we need for the certain condition yeah so there may be some aspects where no amount of blueberries are going to help get the antioxidant level we need yeah so that's where our supplements will come in as well Mm -hmm. but it's all individualized and the way that you present and I present will be very different so it's a beautiful way to go in depth with your own health Mm. and Obviously, you're also studying naturopathy at the moment. So what inspired you to take on that learning or how do they differentiate and what are you learning in naturopathy? Yeah, definitely. At the time I finished nutrition, where I studied in Perth, everyone was either, we called it nat for naturopath or you're a nut. And everyone would ask you, are you a nat or a nut? (laughs) It's like a divide. And we all loved each other and practiced in clinic together and had so much admiration for what others knew more than others Mm -hmm. if that makes sense what they specialized in yeah so naturopathy is adding on the herbal aspect so yeah it's really going in depth into plant medicine Mm. um which as a nutritionist we do with foods that we have so plants that we eat such as cinnamon such as herbs culinary herbs mint basil but naturopathy we're going into medicinal herbs right so there's lots of learning there but it also reinforces the things that a nutritionist learns and just builds on that knowledge I feel like I was always going to be a forever student I always said it and I think if I wasn't doing naturopathy I would want to learn to deliver babies (laughs) (laughs) maybe that's next Sticking with the naturopathy for now, it just gives you so much more admiration. I already have it for food, but Mm. when you learn about everything in our environment and how it can be used in a healing way, it's it's Mm. an amazing art and science. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of those bit of a misconception about the actual depth of the science that's also involved in nutrition and naturopathy these days, you know, you sort of think about it more as a bit woo-woo and just picking plants and just you know, giving a bit of a crack, but, you know, there's so much research and and science that you learn. Oh, we're all avid scientists at heart. And if you submit something while you're studying without a reference, Mm. it won't go. You need to have the science behind it. And that can feel limiting because there's things we know we'll try and you feel better, but the science hasn't caught up yet Mm. because we're learning so much and we're trying new protocols. Yeah. But it's exciting when the science proves it and you you know that it's science-backed. Yeah. Yeah. And even even down to like the biology and you know the depth that you study anatomy and things like that. Like yeah. that's really impressed me talk having conversations with you and, and other, you know, nutritionists and, and naturopaths. Yeah. That, it's amazing it is yeah and then we get to live out the hippie side of it as well which is going going out into nature being wowed by the plants yeah I went on a wine tour on the weekend in Mount Tambourine 
and I had to stop the girls while we're walking up the street multiple times saying look at this flower oh this flower does this this plant does this and it was so funny but Mm -hmm. that's the other side of it yeah science and the magic yeah yeah I love that (laughs) and what um what inspired you to go down this journey and study and become a healer of this kind yeah I think everyone that is in the healing space has come from their own background and Mm. their own health story and when we start studying we get to know each other based on what brought you there Mm. which is an amazing thing to do to learn everyone's background and how they got there Mm. so mine started as a young girl when I first got my period I was deliberating pain every month I was Mm. so sick to the fact that every morning the day that I got my cycle I was vomiting stuff coming out the other end I would two panadols one urofen to bed and have the day off school and that was the remedy and we did that cycle for years that was Mm. my normal the rest of the time I was fine but that one day I was so ill yeah and it got to the point that it was happening as it had for many years one morning and I was sitting in my bathtub vomiting 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 there was nothing left I was like a little shriveled prune Mm. And we went to the hospital and they took out my appendix Oh, because they couldn't think of anything else that would be wrong with me. <laughs> I'm trying to explain. Great solution. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to explain that this was a hormonal surge. I'd had it for years. Mm. But yeah, I lost my appendix, which is sad as a nutritionist because mm. we know now that that is a seed of the microbiome. So microbes that oh. become extinct, you can have leftover microbes stored in your appendix oh wow so it's actually very beneficial if you can keep your appendix to have it Mm. so it's it's actually sad that I don't have it anymore but yeah that went on and went on and it was only one time I remember I was walking over to the beach and I had got into cooking become vegetarian cooked a lot of my own meals I was around 16 18 the cooking started with perfiteroles, my poor mum. I was inspired by MasterChef and I thought that would be a good entry point. But yeah, started incorporating more vegetables, moved away from the beige girl era of the 16-year-old. Mm. And I walked across the beach one day and this had been a few years later and I realised it was the first cycle I wasn't sick. Oh, wow. And I, I reflected on what was different about my life and I had just grown into nourishing myself through learning how to cook. And incorporating more plants, more whole foods, more meditation, yoga, lifestyle. And I thought at that time, if I could help other people by doing the same thing, Mm. it wouldn't feel like work Mm. and I'd be able to help so many other people. So, yeah, my path deviated on the way like it does. I started studying teaching Mm -hmm. and I think that's where my love of educating in the form of nutrition has come from as well. Had a brief stint of wanting to become a fiery. (laughs) Just to be a strong girl. (laughs) And then, yeah, uh, some travel and ended up studying and I think it all ended up where it was meant to be Mm. at the right time. Yeah. And so have you found that your – do you have a particular area of passion you know, in, in the hormonal side of things or yeah. where's your interests sort of I lie? think we naturally attract what we've gone through because yeah. you can talk from experience. Yeah. So I did really enjoy and I still do enjoy educating around the menstrual cycle, especially young. I just don't feel like the education in school mm. is up to the scratch yeah. that it should be. Absolutely. And then at the moment have been doing a lot of preconception because my friends are kind of of that mm. time. So definitely love hormones, but quite unpopular that I don't have a specific niche that 
is just what I want to do. Yeah. I love meeting people where they're at mm. and I think preventative medicine is going to be the next yeah. thing Yeah, because epigenetics is amazing. Like your health is determined when your mum is in her mum's womb. Yeah. You're an egg in her ovary there. Mm. So what she eats and how she lives affects you there, mm. which is amazing. Like it gives you the power that you're always in control to better your health and your family's health mm. around you as well mm. and we're in control to turn genes on that will help us have more health span mm. or turn them off you know yeah. and not be as comfortable when we're older and I think there's a lot of power in that so yeah but food wise I love just educating on the eat they're not easy but they're ingredients we use every day I love bringing out their functional ability yeah. so psyllium husk we have in our cleanse packs for getting the bowels moving you know mm. people may have been using laxatives swapping that for psyllium husk and having relief within a week mm. from a plant food that's amazing yeah using cinnamon pure cinnamon has been shown in studies to be as effective as metformin at increasing our insulin sensitivity which is mm. going to balance our blood sugars mm. it's a spice that tastes delicious in yeah. things that's Someone so told easy me recently that it was like a thermogenic fat burning yeah like spice. I've never heard of that before. like cayenne pepper that we have in yeah. in our um elixir for the morning yeah yeah it gets everything going it's yeah. like what can't cinnamon do right. I have I have a saying and my girlfriends will know they've heard this before sprinkle it on everything yeah you yeah, know, a little so sprinkle there take, makes things taste delicious. Mm. Yeah, ground flax seeds for mm. binding to the estrogen in our gut and making sure that it is coming out mm. and not being recirculated in conditions that have high estrogen. Mm. Such a simple tip of, yeah. a, of something you can get from the supermarket that can give you relief for your mm. symptoms. So really into functional food and yeah. preventative health. That's so cool. And there's so much education, like you said, to come into that. Mm. Yeah. And just going back to epigenetics, I'm just wondering, just in case people don't understand yes. exactly what you mean when you talk about epigenetics, could yes. you just go into that a little yeah. bit more? A little science word yeah. thrown in yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> so epigenetics is the study of our genes mm. and how our lifestyle and food can turn on those genes or turn off those genes. Mm. I might have a genetic predisposition to say breast cancer, yeah. but the way I live may turn on that gene or may turn off mm. and there's going to be tests in time like the microbiome tests that were mm. so new and so taboo at the start there will be tests in time where we will be able to test all our genes which you can do now and I don't recommend doing in terms of mm. needing to know everything because yeah. it's like we spoke about the other day what the more you know the more you want to know yeah and it's just a it, it can be a cycle but yeah if you're genetically predisposed you can have preventative lifestyle and nutrition factors mm. to make sure that that gene doesn't eventuate mm. or just protect yourself more yeah 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 it's yeah, pretty amazing isn't it um, and just taking a little bit of a different tack now I know you've recently done one of our cleanses yeah could you share a little bit about that yes experience? yes so I recently did the whole food cleanse mm -hmm. and I loved it mm -hmm. my way of cleansing is seasonal I just think there's no better time than when things are changing to let go to refresh mm -hmm. um, it's my favorite time to cleanse and what I loved about the whole food cleanse is it was meals ready for you so mm -hmm. i 
was having a bit of a busy time and I didn't slow down as much as we should when we are cleansing but all those meals supported me through a busy time I still had energy I felt vibrant I actually ended up feeling better than if I had just gone through eating how I normally was having Mm. as much coffee as I normally was adding to the stress of what was going on yeah but I knew about Soul Cleanse even when I was living in WA. Oh, really? Yeah, I was an avid cleanser. My mum, I'm very lucky to have a mum who's into health. She nursed a lot of her friends and family in their time of need. Mm. And it taught us during that time that juice cleansing, colonics, saunas, acupuncture, none of that was taboo because mm. if you try anything, you might find your thing that's going to help you yeah. through your time. Yeah. So we juice cleansed as a family in my teenage years, my mum, my sister and I. Yeah, we did it through some companies and we did make our own. And my sister and I used to bicker over who was going to borrow mum's cold press juicer. Ah. (laughs) She has it currently. (laughs) We moved far apart. So, yeah, that got settled there. But I knew about Soul, followed the content. I thought you guys do an amazing job at educating Mm. people. And when I moved to the East Coast, I was so excited that this was my local cleanse company. (laughs) And, yeah, I have done both the three-day juice cleanses. I've done an active cleanse, a whole food cleanse. Mm. I can't speak highly of them all. And it's nice there's a cleanse that meets you where you need it. Yeah, that that was my question. Next question for you and actually was what made you choose to do the whole food cleanse Mm. this time? Yeah, I think knowing that it was a busy time of my life and that I couldn't slow down how I would want to for a juice cleanse Mm. made me go towards the food cleanse. Um, And, yeah, I think in the summer months I prefer a juice cleanse. Yeah. Then in the autumn I was really excited to try the new menu and – yeah experience it at that phase Mm. yeah yeah and how so you sort of mentioned that you had done juice cleansing even as a teenager and within your family environment so what was the motivation back then for doing it yeah it was never like I think there's that's a difference as well with doing a cleanse through soul there's intention Mm -hmm. and I think my relationship with cleansing has changed Mm -hmm. as well we always um knew we felt better yeah you know there's no way you do one and you feel worse like yes you might have some withdrawal symptoms you might have headaches you might feel hunger for the first time you Mm -hmm. know we're not used to that yeah you always do feel better so we're always doing it to feel our best Mm. and doing it to support each other and doing it together was always a good way of doing it you Mm. know because someone in your family might really struggle and and you doing it with them supports them through it because you know what they're going through yeah so yeah the experience is different now there's more intention and I think I choose a cleanse based on where I'm at Mm. where there we were just knew that putting that many fruits and vegetables through a juicer made us feel great yeah (laughs) Yeah, I mean that's kind of fundamentally where you know we were talking about the other day about how the more you know the more you realize you don't know and it's Mm. like there's so many reasons why cleansing is good for you Mm. but fundamentally you just feel better yeah yeah and to think that there's people whose job is right now to research the perfect amount of fat, sugar, salt to get to the bliss point of food mm. so that anything from a package when we put it in our mouth, they've got that point so exact that it turns off our brain's ability to say no to the second one. That's, That's why the chip and hand motion, yeah. you know. It's crazy that that 
has what food has come to mm. when back to its natural source it's growing in the garden and I think cleansing is a beautiful way to come back to whole food yeah in a world where we're being pulled away for it more and more mm. yeah it really resets your palate doesn't it towards those the simple whole foods and all of a sudden an apple yeah. tastes amazing again yeah I'm inspired to make salads after the whole food yeah. cleanse because you have your go-tos you have your favorite vegetables which mm. we always try to add a few more different ones in yeah. each week but yeah, the salads and the whole food cleanse got me inspired to switch mm. up my salads. That's so great. I also love when you cleanse how you just naturally crave more healthy foods anyway. Yeah. So it makes it makes it so much easier. Yeah. It's yeah. a reset for your taste buds. But yeah. it's also a reset in terms of I've put all this nourishing, beautiful, nutrient-packed food in through my body. Do I really want to put this processed high sugar? Mm. whatever the thing is that is presented to you after a cleanse doesn't look as appealing yeah because yeah. you've just given yourself all that love yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> and so I mean you've been so sweet in the things you've said about soul cleanse and just my last question for you is what made you um decide to join us here at soul cleanse you know the feeling when you try a product or a service and you tell your friends about it because you generally think it's going to help them or they'll enjoy it. I have that feeling with Soul Cleanse and I think before I even started working here, my housemates were doing it, my workmates were doing it, you know, because if you actually love it, you're going to tell them because it's going to benefit them and there's an element of trust in there. Mm. And there's so much to say about paid marketing and influencing. We all need it in business. But I think sometimes word of mouth is the best marketing because you trust that person mm. they wouldn't recommend something that they don't think is actually yeah. good for you yeah so I was very excited to join a team and a brand where I already had that feeling mm. without working here yeah. and the opportunity presented itself in January at the start of the year when I, I knew I was ready for a change yeah. and you and I have a beautiful um, mutual friend yes so it all seemed right. And then working here has really given me the confidence in my writing. We have an amazing team and I get love messages about the writing all the time and I was so surprised. <laughs> so I feel very lucky to be building my writing here and getting to educate on on food lights yeah. me up. Yeah. Oh, well, we're so blessed and grateful to have you with us and so excited to share all your you know, one of your gifts is to be able to share this information in really digestible ways so everyone can take Without it on board. Pun. Yes. <laughs> Got to throw in oh, a nutritional, so nutritional <laughs> pun. And, yeah, I'm just, yeah, really looking forward to be able to share that with all our customers and audience and I'm sure everyone's going to get so much out of it. So thank you for being here with us. Thank you, Mary. Very excited for what we've got coming up. Thank you so much for journeying with us today. We really hope that this episode has expanded your mind and your heart and your life in some powerful kind of a way. And we really trust that you got whatever you needed from out of this episode. If you felt like the messages did resonate with you, we would be really grateful if you would share this episode, subscribe and also leave a review. 
Importantly, before we leave, we just really wanted to honour and pay our respects to the First Nations people of this country, particularly the Bundjalung Nation, which is where we are recording this podcast today, and just really share our gratitude for the wisdom that they keep and also for this beautiful, abundant country that we get to call home. 